Welcome to Success with Style, everyone. I'm Rob Giardinelli. I'm Lance Avery Morgan. And we're here with... Crystal Lacey. There she is. And today we are coming to you from the Bob Bullock History Museum in Austin, Texas. That's right. Celebrating Texas history. It is morning sunshine with Krista and her coffee and her great energy and her fun personality. (laughs) Woohoo! Woohoo! Party on! I'll tell you what, a lot of people know you and a lot of people don't know you. So for the people who don't know you, let's chat about what you do for a living. You created the company Rue St. James. Uh I did. Uh, I, so <laughs> we'll go from there. Uh, so yes, I am. I like to call myself the boss lady perfumer. Um, but yes, I created Rue St. James. Uh, it's a perfumery here in Austin. Uh, I work with all natural materials, essential oils, raw botanicals, those kind of things, um, and I create perfume. How did you get started in that? Did you have like this hankering as a kid or a teenager, and you were? really love sense or how did it all begin um well these are always fun questions um you know what's your favorite way, color what's your favorite uh, ice cream <laughs> i got a million one question at a time one question at a time i have lots of favorite things but i think they all overlap um but really i think you know i was kind of i'm not really a goofy kid but i like to be outside a lot in nature um I was interested in the way things worked in nature, what was inside of pods and picking flowers, and you know, like all kids are. Um, but as I got older, I ended up realizing I developed an allergy to what I found out later was a synthetic chemical um, in a fragrance lotion. And so it kind of started me down this path of really realizing what's in the products that we're using and also having sensitivity to where I couldn't wear perfume. What teenage girl doesn't want to wear perfume? And I couldn't. So I searched for alternatives. And ended up coming across body oils, Mm -hmm. um, very rooted in the uh, French market in New Orleans. Which is where you're from. My mom is from there, yes. I've lived everywhere. (laughs) Kind of the gypsy blood. I am. (laughs) Um, But my mom was born and raised there. My whole family on her side is from New Orleans. Um, And so that started that process. And then I started to learn more about essential oils, natural beauty products. You know, in the here, I'm going to date myself here. The 90s, I was in high school. That's when the whole Earth, uh, Earth Day movement, yeah. kind of the, yes. the first t- time we started talking about um, natural things, clean living, healthy living, yoga, meditation, all those things, even though they've been around forever. <laughs> and it's fascinating to think that, you know, the whole movement toward the all natural is that new and young or else we forgot about it and we're back to it mm-hmm. you know i mean it's really it's a trend and it's such a way of life now it is and you're tapping into that i think so yeah i think i've been i feel like i've been in tune with it for a really long time and i think a lot of people are really starting to come around um and becoming aware of how um how beneficial essential oils can be how beneficial herbal supplements can be um and it's really a new movement but it's not new it's been used for centuries Um, It's just that we're, again, going back to our roots and discovering there are these natural things. Literally, to the roots in the earth, right? Exactly, yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Now, speaking of of your roots and speaking of the 90s and speaking of high school, tell us about the first dollar you ever made and how did it help you kind of get to where you are now? Oh, okay. So then (laughs) we go way back to chores. Obviously, I think, you know, I have a little Mm -hmm. one, so I think about chores and how it really kind of sets the tone of you're able to earn money for yourself and do what you want with it. It gives you a certain sense of independence and freedom, but also responsibility. Mm -hmm. And so that was really good growing up. Um, My first official job (laughs) was actually in Houston at the Cynthia Woods Mitchell Pavilion. Um, I used to 
sling Schlotsky's back in the little um, concession stand for the concerts on like weeknights and weekends during the summer. So that was a lot of fun. All right. So who did you get to see slash hear? Oh, because like that, that's like a dream job for a high school <laughs> kid because you get to hear all these you different do. bands. Um, you know, it wasn't too many things that were in my taste, I guess. Um, Jimmy Buffett concerts were always fun. <laughs> I've been to one of those. I know what those are like. Hello, um, 90s. I know, it's right? Like a big I did this my morning. biggest thing, and I know that you talked about being into yeah. 80s New Wave, but yeah. I got kind of in that. But I got to go see The Cure, which was <gasps> awesome. Wow. I was so Because they were late 80s. Oh, they are the so 90s. great. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. I love them. That was one of my favorite bands in high school. So, you know, that, that was a dream. Yeah. <laughs> and that was How a lot of fun. How fun is that? Yeah. I, I would think that earning a dollar that way shows you that you may or may not want to do that for the rest of your life. Exactly. Right? Yes. Well, and it opens up other doors of, like, again, having exposure to, say, seeing a band or whatever you know that right. leads to set design and all these other different things and you've so done design i have yes yeah. yes i've done a lot of design. you've done a lot you're yes. a girl with a past my I favorite am. kind <laughs> yes. check her past at that you know what's fun is that at your atelier as i'm going to call it you have i'm just going to estimate i'm not good with numbers but ten thousand bottles of oil on your oh i don't know about ten thousand okay <laughs> that's a, a thousand lot. it seems like ten thousand it, it is so inspiring to see what you've collected and what you're attracted to and how you've changed and enhanced lives through the power of scent which i'd love to talk about absolutely talk yes about that. okay yeah so how important do you think um scent is to a, a person's overall style um i think it's important to people overall in general even aside from style it's something that we have a really intimate relationship with whether we re realize it or not um it's something that provokes this visceral response in all of us and it's usually an emotional attachment whether it's a loved one a place that you've been um, a fond memory and it has this magical thing where it just pops in your head as soon as you smell it you have no control over it and all of a sudden you're like some people cry some people are laughing but it's this amazing magical thing um, and so in that sense it's powerful but in the sense of style, I think that, you know, we all have a personality. We all have a way that we want to kind of represent ourselves to the world. And scent is a big part of that. Um, especially, you know, I always get the questions about dating or attracting somebody because, again, we've been conditioned to think that's what scent is supposed to do. Because of the um, marketing, right? Right. And because but, of the pheromones, right? And I was yeah. also going to say, primally, yes, yeah. we are attracted to each other's scent. Um, and so... Um, so in a sense of style, I always tell people, if you're going on a first date with somebody, that's a good time to try a new scent that you really identify with, because then that person will start to identify you with that smell. Oh, um, what if you don't identify with that scent later, because it's new? And, and then it's you like, can oh. change. I don't think, and again, I don't subscribe to the signature scent mm -hmm. idea. I right. think that it's like your clothing. It changes as you change. As you yeah. get older, you have a different you know, event you're going to or whatever the motivation is that your scent should change with that. Mm -hmm. um, it's all about just like clothing or style. It's personality. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and scent has a personality of its own. Well, here's a fun fact. I read not too long ago that when when, when people used to get married, so back in the olden days, say um, pre-Victorian England, that women would carry a bouquet of flowers not just to carry the flowers from a ceremonial standpoint, 
but to um, sort of camouflage the body scent. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that was prevalent then mm -hmm. that people had no control over. There were no deodorants. There wasn't, you know, there weren't yes. perfumes like we know them today. So flowers emitted a smell, a scent mm -hmm. that sort of camouflaged that, which I thought was so fascinating. So flowers are a big part of what you do too, right? Yes. Although I, I like to think I'm not camouflaging That's people's right. body no, no, no. odor. You're enhancing. <laughs> you strip it back, you lay it bare, and you start over. There's no camouflaging. No, but flowers are very important. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and again, back to nature. Nature gives us these things, and they smell for a reason. They're, they attract us. You know, we, there's this allure of these different scents, and there are so many scents in the world. And so, um, you know, and again, regionally, locally, it uh, just internationally, it varies the board and so to be able to bring all of that together into one space which is the lovely wall that you saw of all of my oils yeah huge lovely um, wall. it's kind of like being able to travel the world and smell what the world has to offer what are you loving these days what sense have you discovered recently or do you have old favorites um you know i've been probably because it's getting into winter time and i've also been trying to work on something for myself for once oh you're <laughs> creating you. a scent for yourself yes. oh, oh. um you know i again i just krista is what up. i would call that yeah exactly just krista <laughs> i like that yeah. um but i've been really missing um again going into this natural realm i love musk i love the smell of musk but unfortunately it either comes from an animal in some way shape or form mm -hmm. um and you don't really want to know some of the nitty-gritty of right. where it comes from I'm not going there, <laughs> no, um, or it's synthetic and so steering away from the synthetic i feel like i've been missing that mm. element and mm -hmm. so i've been working a lot with really earthy musky natural things give um, us an example of what that would be um, that's not animal derivative. So there's a couple different things. Aragerin, or fleabane, is one that um, okay. I've been working with recently. Um, valerian root. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of other different things. Um, and I, they've suddenly just popped out of my mind. It's one of those mornings. And it's also top secret. So yeah. Well, and I was going to say, so are those, are those things indigenous to, like, Texas, or are they indigenous to another place? Um, it really, those two in particular, I think fleabane... The one I'm using, I think, is European. I okay. believe it grows here. It's a weed um, or just a natural growing herb. Mm. Um, and then, what else did I tell you guys? The verbena? <laughs> the verbena, yeah. Yes, or no, verbena. it was the valerian root, valerian, I believe, sorry, also yes. can grow here as well. Okay. Um, it just really depends on where my supplier is getting from. But definitely, you know, there's a lot of... Um, a couple of natural perfumers that I know that actually grow everything, and then they're making stuff of, out of what's wow. growing in their garden, which is a whole other level. Would that attract you doing Absolutely. something like that as you evolve? Yeah, I have a yeah. dream of having a farm one day. Okay, <laughs> so it's a perfume farm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that Love it. we got to start that now. It. Paradise, yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, you had mentioned earlier about how scents sort of um, create reactions in us, and yes. you and I have talked about before about how whenever I smell – the combination of white shoulders and 409, mm -hmm. it's my mom. Yes. Right? So yes. it's clean, but yet it's elegant and mm -hmm. timeless. And it's just fascinating how we resonate with scents. So do clients come to you with, I want to smell like XYZ, or I really like, um, you know, ABC note or flower or something? Or do you start from scratch with folks? Um, I get a little bit of everything. Um, I get people that come in that want me to try to replicate something that's either been discontinued, they can't find it anymore. Um, that's always a tricky one. Mm, it's yeah, not my favorite right, thing to do, but right. I understand why people are coming to me. Um, and just so everyone knows, I, when 
I can't ever replicate no. something exactly, nor do I want to. Right. right. <laughs> so it's like a fingerprint. It is, definitely. Ooh, good analogy, yeah. I know. Um, yeah. It's definitely unique, and each perfumer has its own unique, st- their own unique style, what they're using, and it's you can't ever really replicate it, even if you try to reverse engineer it. That's right. Wow. Um, so there's that, and then um, I think uh, the majority of people that are coming to me have a similar allergic reaction or they're adverse to using commercial perfumes in a way that you know gives them headaches right. or it's nauseating or it's too strong and so they're looking for something that they can actually wear um, and another part of that is something that really res- really resonates with them that they want to wear that they're picking the notes or they're telling me what kind of scent profile that they want mm-hmm. you know I want to smell woody or I want something fresh and clean and so it's nice to be able to start at that point point. and they're not smelling something on other f- people that they would have themselves so right. it's very unique exactly. like to your earlier point Rob about a f- fingerprint and we live in such a a, a an individualized world now mm-hmm. where people want to do things differently than Definitely. others so if I came to you as a client and I said all right Krista, I want to smell like George Clooney, <laughs> or I want to smell like Cary Grant. Okay. So I want to evoke that timeless elegance. Would you tell me to get out of town? <laughs> You're not that parfumer, or what would you suggest to a crazy person like me who well, would ask that? The first thing that I caught was the timeless elegance, and so I think that's what you're looking for. Okay. Um, and we've kind of talked about this before. Is my question is always, what is it about those two characters that resonates with you, mm-hmm. and what are you trying to capture with those two people like what is it that you think they would smell like right. i guess which is a great open-ended um, question it yeah. is. and you had shared an, an an essential oil with us with me called terrine mm-hmm. which i loved i don't know what it Thank was you. about that i have no idea of where it's from what it is but that uh, to me evokes that sort of sensibility yes that's yes? one of my perfumes so i'm doing my job oh, great okay great <laughs> awesome all right so winner winner chicken dinner um, so how did you come up with that, for instance? Uh, so that, along with four other, um, I, won't, I won't list them off, but there's four others that go with that particular one, and they were all conceived as part of a collection that was based on the five elements as actions rather than, and so again, the scent profile matches that element if it's fire, water, air. Um, but the idea was to be able to use those elements as, mon- or, you know, again, as an action in your daily life, whether it was calming and grounding or stimulating heat and creativity and so each one of those has kind of a little mantra which I call my little story cards or Mm -hmm. meaning cards Um, and each one can be used every day of like okay this is about me stirring up fire of creativity and smelling that and really using it as an intention and then that scent reinforcing that intention. Right, wow, that's fascinating. And what's great to me about what you do is that it's, it's gender free. There's no male scent, there's no female scent. Not at all. It's really interesting <laughs> because I think a lot of folks like me, I'd wanna come in with sort of a musky, timeless elegance uh-huh. want, and someone else would come in with something completely different, but you yes. just really strike all that and you start from scratch. I do, yeah, I don't. I don't think about any of these boundaries that we put on things. Um, I think of being scent as being pure. It's pure in nature. It doesn't doesn't really have a gender. And I, realistically, I guess some plants have both genders. Oh, that's true. Uh, well, a lot they, of them do. Well, I was yeah. just going to ask that with Valentine's Day coming mm-hmm. up. Have you had a couple come in yet where instead of them each creating their own scent, they create one scent that they both wear? Um, I've had kind, not quite that 
intimate or doing that complex. I've had a couple couples that have come in where I have a little perfume bar set up for East Austin studio tours. Okay, yeah, it's really um, cool. It's fantastic. And a couple people that came in and you know they sat down at the bar and they both put one together as a couple. They're like, oh, I'll wear it and I'll wear this. Yes, and so they went back and forth. That was a very interesting. So was it <laughs> a same-sex couple or a male and female? It was a male and female. Okay, I just had to ask. I think that's a yeah. really interesting dynamic that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to think about that. Well, I think that it, no matter what the gender is with the couple, the dynamic of a couple wearing the same scent is interesting to me. So you think um, it's like a, an, an extra layer of connectivity between I the couple so. and intimacy? Definitely. And okay, then it's also cool. that, that scent experiment between the two of them of how it smells different and yeah. what they respond to each other because then really it becomes about their chemistry of each individual person and that's what's making it change. Right. And if that Interesting. is like if they jive with each other, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a euphemism. Said, jive is yeah, a euphemism. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But, but it's just fascinating that really two people could agree yes. on the same scent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Much less in the same couple. I just think that's a phenomenon. Yes. A pheromone phenomenon. Yes. Well yeah. and I think if you're if you have that flexibility to make your own, you have a say in it. So then when two people come together and they're putting each what they like, mm -hmm. it makes it a little bit easier. And so it's this um, kind of exercise and compromise. <laughs> That's true. Wow. Which well, every couple should practice more. Yes, right? absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> well, and on that subject, so, um, you know, with Valentine's Day coming up, mm -hmm. um, how often do you have people come in and they want to surprise their, their significant other with, with, with a custom scent? And how have you seen that improve a relationship um i've seen a couple people come through um mm -hmm. the biggest thing is always gift cards because mm -hmm. it's easier to give a gift card right. than it is to book a session and go through that whole right. process um and i think also the gift cards are a lot easier because if they decide they don't want to invest in a custom session then they have that money to just buy something got but, it i mean i think the idea of giving perfume and especially something as lavish as go make your own or even participate in a workshop is something that's very thought felt. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it gives the, whoever's getting the gift is like, oh, this is awesome. You really thought about it. Um, but then also, you know, the person that's giving it gets to smell what that person comes home with. That's true. That's <laughs> very true. Yeah. And what's fascinating is that to your point earlier, Rob, if someone chose a selection or created a selection, of what they knew that person to be, that may not be what that the, the recipient exactly. would actually choose, yes. right? It's That's just what they know that person to smell like or their interpretation right. of it. Exactly, or what, again, what whatever the person gifting the perfume, what they like mm -hmm. can be very different, right. you know, and their perception, like you said, of yeah. what that smells like could be, again, my husband and I, you know, I can smell a rose oil and I'm like, oh, this smells so great. And he hates it. Really? <laughs> hates roses? Yeah. Because it probably not, reminds him of his grandmother. Well, no, it's not. I don't even think it's oh. the smell of the rose. Like, oh, okay. he just thinks it's an off-putting smell. Oh, like, really? And I'm, all the flower stuff, yeah. he just mm -mm, doesn't do it. <laughs> well, roses were big probably when he was a kid in sense. I probably. remember that. Yeah. You know? I think he had, he had, here we go. My husband had kind of hippie, you know, yeah. West Coast parents. Yeah. So okay. I think it was a lot of patchouli and sure. incense. Right. And, that kind of stuff. So. Wow. So he was around. So he likes that stuff, <laughs> okay, gotcha. which is so what I like. So it works. So that resonates with a childhood that's yeah. a happy memory. I think so. Wow. Isn't that cool? That is cool. And I, my my one question for you is, if a couple where one you know one one partner does not like the scent of the other, mm -hmm. how 
how would you recommend they navigate going around that? Because scent is really, it's a very important, especially within a relationship that intimate, it's yes. really an important crux of a relationship. It is. And you know, it's really hard to tell somebody, ooh, you stink. I don't have a problem <laughs> but, with that. I've, I've actually well, and had, so and I roll down the windows in exactly, the car. Yeah. And, you know, you carry a towelette and you just start over. Yeah, I think, you know, my, my husband has come home with some stuff before. And I've asked him, I was like, what is that that you are wearing? And he's like, why, you don't like it? I'm like, well, kind of, I don't. I was like, you can wear it whenever okay. you want, but yeah. I don't really like it. And so, right. of course, as most relationships go, he stops wearing it or he'll wear it when he's out and about or at right. work instead of at home with me. So that's um, his fishing trip cologne. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I think that that's a good way is to ask and kind of probe of like, hey, what is this that you're wearing? Plus, it also educates the other person of like, I'm going to stop buying her or him this this perfume mm -hmm. or cologne or whatever, yeah. because that's the one I don't like and I right. keep buying it every year. Yeah. So, you know, it's just having that conversation. Again, a lot of this scent becomes about therapy. <laughs> so you're kind of a, yeah. a, a, a scent therapist. A little bit. Yeah. Wow. Is there an accreditation for something like that? You know, there should be. I was going to say, you need to create one. Yeah, it's a virtual accreditation. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, for, you know, Valentine's Day coming up to kind of circle back, it's a great thing to do. Couples are always fun. And I think the biggest part of it, aside from creating a perfume, it's the experience that you have when mm -hmm. you're going through the process. Yeah. Um, I still, to this day, it's hilarious. Every class I teach, every person I come across, the reactions that I get on what things they like and don't like, and then what memories are triggered. Mm -hmm. And so as a couple, to have a memory triggered of like, wow, this reminds me of childhood. And then you hear the, I've never heard that story before. So it's right. this bonding oh, cool. thing that happens. Um, and you really get to know your partner by going through that process. Well, and we've really become such a world where experiences are, I mean, if you think about what, like when Lance and I, for our wedding registry, we just did, you know, we're going to Italy. Mm -hmm. Here are some experiences oh, awesome. instead of giving us a gift. Yeah. You know, how about, how about purchasing this instead? So it really, we've become a world where having experiences is incredibly important. I, I can't think of a more better bonding experience with a couple than kind of bonding over scents that really work for both sides of mm -hmm. a couple. Absolutely. Yeah, that's really cool. So have you ever had any couples in there where you thought, oh man, this is so not gonna happen? Uh, um, <laughs> I mean, meaning- On what meaning, level? <laughs> meaning, <laughs> that wasn't open-ended question, sorry about that. Where they would, where you would think, they're just not gonna, they're not gonna come to an agreement on a scent or they're really tough to deal with or I don't know I, I would think everyone that goes to you is open to I think it, everyone yeah pretty much everyone is really open um, I think the most difficult part regardless of couple or individual person is really because you're having this experience where it's all about what you want mm -hmm. and I think that we've become a society in a way where we don't have that experience anymore. It's kind of like, here's what's on the shelf. Right. Here's yes. what you can pick. You yeah. can pick a color. Right. But the basic shapes and tones and sizes and all of that's the same. Mm -hmm. So this is an experience where you come in and it is all about you and it is all about your decisions. And so I think people get a little bit nervous about that of like, gotcha. am I making the right decision? Do I really like this? So again, it is all about self-exploration, mm -hmm. um, and that's part of the fun. And that's where your therapy and that's exactly comes but, in. But that's play. also what I'm there for yeah. is to help them get through that of like, well, and it's prompting similar to the George Clooney um, notion is mm -hmm. 
what do you feel? What, what resonates with you? Um, how does this, you know, do you have memories associated with this? And so it's a lot of talking through things mm-hmm. to really get to help them make those decisions and decide if that works for them. Do you think that scents are seasonal? I know we've kind of been conditioned to lighter scents in the spring and heavier scents in the winter. Mm-hmm. Is that a fallacy or what do you think about that? Um, I, I subscribe to it, but I think it's just because of temperature issues, mm-hmm. you know, in yes. the summer, especially here in Texas, you know, you're hot and sweaty. You don't want something that's really heavy and thick and like just makes you feel warm. Right. Yeah. Um, you don't want to smell it on yourself and you don't want others to exactly. experience it either. Well, okay. it's like when the heat's turned up too high in the house and yes. it just feels suffocating. Exactly. So, exactly. And so you don't want to scent like that right. when you're already feeling that way in the summer. And so I think those lighter, nicer scents um, definitely work better. And it also, you know, it's part of that therapeutic process of you wear lighter things because it makes you feel cooler. Right. You wear warmer things in the winter because they make you feel warmer. Mm -hmm. And they actually, again, with essential oils, they're actually warming up your body because they are, you know, exuding all of those things. And you're smelling it and it's really getting into your bloodstream. So when when you decide or you you help folks choose their their classic scent that they want to be identified with for spring what is one component an essential oil that you would recommend and also one for fall winter that you're loving these days um i think spring summer you know citruses are always good they don't wear very long but they're really nice and light and fresh um the only catch with some citruses is they're photosensitizing on your skin so you have to be very careful when you wear them out in the summer i didn't think about that oh Um, wow and that's uh it's specifically cold pressed if it's steam distilled then you're okay but even still um and you should just i mean everyone knows you wear sunblock and you're careful anyway right but that particular thing um some lighter florals um even some things like in the piney area or woody can Mm -hmm. be really nice in the spring Mm -hmm. and summer Oh, interesting okay Um, i would think of them as fall winter um, it just depends on the lightness um you know again when we think of wood we always think of these kind of pine heavy things but there are some things that are a lot lighter like cypresses and Mm -hmm. um that can really kind of blossom into something nice and clean smelling neat um and then in the winter it's usually the heavy resinous things like your benzoins and sandalwoods and um trying to think of amber you know mm-hmm. is it, you know, i think of amber as leathery which is totally. actually yeah. Yeah. tree resin right um but those kind of scents um and you're a lot of your deep spices so well, I th- I, and i think what's unique about your perfumery practice in your therapy practice as well <laughs> is that you source locally so I do you really pay attention to the environment around you and see what works in your own environment that mm-hmm. can be part of the creative process in a, in a new scent. Tell I us do. about some of your favorites that you see around you. Um, and so what I do is I actually forage for things um, and make tinctures, which is taking raw material and soaking it in a high, um, high proof alcohol, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Alcohol solves a lot of problems. It does. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> I, think Homer, I, think Homer Sim- <laughs> I think Homer Simpson once said that um, alcohol is the cause and solution to yes. all of life's problems. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this is pretty much it. <laughs> Uh, so basically what I do, um, I go around and find things that are um, only found here in Austin or in the hill country um, on local species of plants. My favorite two are mountain laurel and then china berry trees. They're those are the red ones, right? The, red uh, the china, china berry trees have those those gnarly little berries that dry up and you step on them in That's your yard. Right. What color are the berries? Uh, the berries turn yellow or brown okay. and you see okay. them in clusters okay. yes. on yes. the bare trees. Yes. So it's considered a nuisance tree here in Texas. Right. 
but the flowers, it's almost like a nice lilac smell. You're kidding. And I had no idea until one day I was walking down the street and some of them were on the ground and here I am yeah. as a pure You're always perfumer. on duty. Always I'm always on duty. picking yeah. stuff up and Absolutely. smelling it. And so I picked them up and I was like, oh, how do I get these out of these 20 foot tall trees? Right. So yeah, I spend a lot of spring and early summer running around Austin trying to find like low bearing. <laughs> so you don't travel with a ladder. I've been thinking about it. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I almost <laughs> Maybe wish a portable I had, ladder. I wish I had a cherry picker. I was going to say, <laughs> can't, can't they create a portable one that we can just put in the trunk of our right, car exactly. and with, with all the technology out there, we haven't gotten to that I yet. I would say it's a great way to meet new cl potential clients is to ask them to give you a boost up. Exactly. Right, instead of a ladder. I'm still waiting for hoverboards because if that came out, Oh, I know. Then... We all are. That and Rocky Packs to get to work. So with so they cannot have fallen on the ground. So they still need to be robustly grown in the tree. And that's the way I like to find them, yes. Got it. Um, so you know, once they're on the ground, I don't know how long they've been there. If they're right, drying right. out, I yeah. like to pick the fresh flowers. Okay. Um, and again, a lot of the growing, that season of flowering is very small, especially right. mountain laurel. Yeah. Um, I think a couple years ago, we didn't have very much blossoming at all because of the weather. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's always the, the scuffle of, oh my God, what's the date? Gotta go. Right. <laughs> so so when you're not foraging for those things that are really hard to get to, mm -hmm. do you forage for like honeysuckle and, and things like that that are I do, a little bit uh, more well, accessible? We have what we call cedar here, which is actually right. juniper ash. Right. Um, yes. And so I forage those leaves and berries and wood as well. Fantastic. Um, and that's always fun. It has a totally different scent profile, tinctured and from the local than mm. all the other stuff that I have. Interesting. Um, so everyone I, gets to smell like a gin and tonic. Yeah, pretty much. Right. Okay, good. Nothing yeah, wrong with that. Well, <laughs> such yeah. a comeback that that's really great. That's right. So we're, we're running, we're about out of time, but no. we wanted to ask you, I know. Aww. It's Chris amazing so how fast fine. a half an hour goes She's by. a feral monkey. That just means we have to is. do this again. Yeah, we do. Exactly, you have to come yeah, back. Absolutely. So tell us what your all-time favorite scent is and why. Oh, man. Um, the hardest question is you saved know, for last. Really, a scent that I can go to at any time, all times, is patchouli. Okay. I can wear it anytime. It wears really well on me. It's not herbally or medicinal. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are off put by it. Um, but it's one of my all time favorites. Okay. Um, and how I, is patchouli derived? Tell uh, us about patchouli that. Patchouli is a grass that's okay. steam distilled. Got it. Um, and it's, yeah, it just has this peppery. I mean, most people either love it or hate it, mm -hmm. but it's just something that I've always worn. Gotcha. Um, and like I said, if I can't decide what I want to wear for the day, I'm like, just put a little patchouli on. There you go. <laughs> when in doubt, <laughs> patchouli it up, right? Yeah. Well, before we go, tell us, tell our listeners where they can find more information, yeah. how they can oh. visit you, more I, importantly. Gift cards and good private and therapy with South by Southwest sessions. coming up. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so I am in the creative hub of East Austin. Um, we love is, your studio. Yeah, it's so yeah. beautiful. We love, I love it. Your, I love your, um, not your altar, but your um, by my the My organ. Door. Well, my, I have an altar and an organ. <laughs> okay. Now we're getting real personal. <laughs> I know, right? Close it, close it up. I know, yeah. I do have an altar set up, yeah. which is for my family, and it's just something that's so always chic. been a part of my life. Yeah. But um, And you can come see it. Yeah. I'm in Springdale General, which is just off of Springdale and Airport. Um do you have a nine. presence online as I do. Well. I have a website as well, which is just ruestjames.com. And all of the information is there. You can get gift cards, e-gift cards yeah. if you want to go paperless. Um, any of the products, uh, you can sign up for workshops. You can sign up for private sessions. 
can pretty much do anything there. Well, we're so excited, and we want to come in and create our own. Oh, you have sense to. <laughs> when you're not so busy, all right. which is all the time, you're always so busy. Well, when you guys aren't so busy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no grass grows underneath us, except for ones that we can turn into cologne, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So. Well, thank you again, Krista, for no, joining thank us you. today. Thank you so much. You're a blast. Thanks. You're fun to know. <laughs> you're, you're a creative, dynamic personality. We're proud to call you a fellow Texan. Oh, awesome. I like to hear that. Well, this is um, Rob Giardinelli. And Lance Avery Morgan. And we are signing off today from the Bob Bullock Texas History Museum. With, and with Success with Style. With Success with Style. And with Krista, too. Of Ruth St. James. Oh. Say bye, Krista. Bye. Thank you so much. <laughs> As we're here to remind you that great style simply starts by having a unique point of view. Have a great day, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye.